This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah folks this is it this is e3 weekend i can't tell you how hype i am to this week and how excited i am i was very interested coming in wondering how the hell are they going to survive without sony i gotta say overall i think they may have been okay They've been okay. I don't think this is the best year by any stretch of E3 that they did before and what we uh, were able to review last few uh, years of this, but I can definitely say this was pretty interesting, pretty intriguing, some things to talk about, a lot of things to talk about, of course, it's E3, it's always something to talk about, but the question was, could they survive without Sony? We're going to find out as we run down all of what has happened, or at least the highlights of what have happened. It's a, every year we do this podcast, it's always a long list of things to talk about. And I will try my best to run it down as quickly as possible because it is so much. It is so much, but there are things that we need to definitely talk about, absolutely need to talk about in this. And uh, I I, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. I There were uh, some things to be excited about. Some things left me like, okay, what the hell? And then, you know, some things is like, it's left questions for what's next to come. So, unfortunately, I wanted to get Chris Melisinas on here. If you guys remember, if you guys have been listening since last year, Chris Melisinas is the curator for the Smithsonian Museum's Art of Video Games that was way back in 2012. He also wrote a book called The Art of Video Games from Pac-Man to Mass Effects. Uh, He... I tried to reach out to him, but lo and behold, he's been missing in action on social media and all over the place, and nobody has been able to find him. So I hope everything's okay on that note, and maybe we could get him down uh, on the show sometime down the line, but he'll be dearly missed. So I'm I'm going to go solo on this one, which is fine, because there is, like I said, there's a lot to talk about here, and it's some amazing things. And uh, let's start with, I won't even recap go uh google stadia because the funny thing about that there was no real big hype or mention about google stadia uh and it's streaming evilness going on right there so we're gonna skip that because we already spoke about that last uh, on the last episode of uh talk time live the prime show and it, it, what else is there to be said it, it, it's just and i can tell you this one of the actual answers that i had based on the discussion that I was talking about last week has been answered here and it's not good in the world of this uh, of Stadia I, I'm, I'm really I know there's going to be some people that are going to jump in on this but the overall situation is how how is this thing going to last 
I don't I, I really think this is going to get the Zoom Award, but I digress. Let's go into some other conferences for that time. Let's start with the EA Play live stream. I'm going to just run down the list of things. They premiered Battlefield 5. Of course, it's EA, Madden NFL 20, FIFA 20, their norms. Uh, they also mentioned Anthem, and which uh, members a member of BioWare came out to address uh, that they're working on and improving the problems and issues that they had, uh, you know, that players had on a game. I've heard a lot of things about this game, and unfortunately, I've been negative um, as far as some of the issues in here. And I remember I talked about this last time. I was going to actually jump into beta or jump into test to see how this is. It was hard to even get into the beta. It was hard to log in and get and get into the account and. It should have been a much easier process from the start. And that to me was a red flag. And I was like, I'm pretty much done with EA in this case or EA anything. I am just done. It's rather if it's not the microtransaction controversy, it's something else. It's I'm, I'm just done with them at this point. I can't deal with, you know, EA's deal. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that discovered this or understood this. Other players have had these issues as well. And to their credit, to Bioware, well, more probably Bioware to EA, but to the credit of the developers, they are addressing it. It's the elephant in the room. They got to do it. So, and I mean, they don't have to do it because there are other companies that have not really addressed those issues before of a game that has come out in uh, 2K games. And, you know, to, I commend any of these guys to own up to it and try to improve it. That's all you got to do. The fans will accept you better. I've said this many a times. The fans will accept you much better if you actually own up to your mistakes. If you own up to what you did was wrong. Not just not just video games, just everything. You will get people to accept you a lot better if you own up to it and still have a fan base in between. Don't brush everything under the rug. That's like the dumbest thing to ever do. And in, in any in any aspect or facet, it just you just do not, uh, you know, sweep things under the rug. It's just never a good thing. It always ends up piling up and coming back at you. So that was that. And then the Sims Four they uh, talked about and showed as well. So that was it. What EA plays. This is one of the side small. This wasn't wasn't one of the main presentations, but you know they always do it for their fan base every year. But what was the big one? was Microsoft to kick it off. Microsoft always kicks it off and uh could the question what the question for this is could they in fact actually beat win E3 this year? Well, let's first run down what they were talking about and I'll, I'll also be talking about crowd reaction too and that's a big deal. Uh cuz you know the fans that are there if they are actual fans and not staff sitting in the crowd which I started realizing that some of them were based on certain situations. Uh, I my critical thinking hat was in there, and I was like, some things were just a little bit scab. I can tell when you can almost tell when sometimes some of them are actual staff that's sitting in the crowd to cheer, you know, to cheerlead, and with his actual fans, and in all these presentations. So, I uh, let's talk about this. I believe they had an actual legit crowd. More crowd, more fans than, you know, staff at this event. So, Microsoft, they started off with, um, I, I won't even, I won't say they started off with, this is the end one, but I want to talk about this first. Project Scarlet, which they uh, did show a review at the very end, and they launched, they said that it was going to be launching, hopefully, 
holiday 2020. Now, here's the situation. And I mentioned this before. Whenever they talk, when it comes to release dates, which is becoming the most important aspect of a presentation and an announcement, release dates is always a big thing because that now fans are aware that if they have a set release date, that that most likely means that you are closer to actually getting it done. And you're at, at a part where you're very confident that this product or this game is going to get uh, you know completed and ready to go or go gold as they would they say and when they say just the year in some part of the year spring fourth quarter whatever there is a chance that it'll be out that time but there's also a chance that it will not so when you say holiday 2020 it could be that saying november-ish or december-ish but around that time you know so it's not really saying so it's a possibility it could be pushed back it could absolutely be pushed back so we will see how that goes but they were talking about you know what went into it some people were a little bit skeptical about the video because of some of the things that were said but with this without a doubt did is that this left a mark for the beginning of a new era in gaming what new era will it be i don't know how much farther graphically can they get i don't know what they're going to be offering this one and it's going to be interesting how much they're going to be offering for it we will see it's just i i do i tell you what the thing that they and i think microsoft sony nintendo will need to do because now all these stupid streaming networks are coming out with these stupid monthly fees if they're smart especially xbox because of their past history if they're smart they will they should not raise the price of these systems i know they have to get something back but i think sometimes they go they overshot or overshoot their price range as to what they're gonna you know charge people but they're going up against a new form of gaming now and that's streaming and that's you with these online which to me again I can't speak for other countries, but I can speak for the U.S. We're not built for that. We're not built for that. I mean, server goes down. It all goes down. We, we're not gaming. You know, we need some form of offline ability. And to rely fully on online is foolish to me. It, I don't understand. Like, I've still had problems with online for console games, and some of them do crash at times. That's the reality. Who's to say that it's not going to crash on Stadia or any of these other, like, PlayStation Owls or whatever? I can't rely on them. Again, I, my, whole, my whole reliability of playing a game is based on online. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not confident in that right now. Uh, it, we're not at the state. We're, we would never end that state. There are other countries that are built better than I remember uh, President Obama actually you know went to different parts of the world and discovered that there's a that there's some way stronger bandwidths than what we have right now which is astounding Uh, so and of course that was years ago so I know we've gotten a little better now with things but not nearly to the point that I think that we can go fully online nor should we because we need to own our own content bar none i i'm not renting content <laughs> i just refuse so um i do believe that that's the thing and that's the thing that we need to do for consoles i still am a firm believer of consoles and hardware use i love it uh you know i i just think that's the road that we should continue until we find a better way you know i i'm i love downloadables so i think the storage x aspect is a great thing as well so 
I say that we stick to that until further notice at, at best. Um, the uh, one thing they also did do at the end is announced that a new Halo game will be out, and that's Halo Infinite, uh, as the first game that will be on a new system, which a lot of uh, people in the crowd was really excited for. They got a uh, pretty great, pretty good crowd reaction from that. Not the biggest crowd reaction of the conference. That will come to the next game that I want to mention, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. A huge announcement that this was... Now, if you guys remember last year, they uh, announced that they were going... The funny thing is, they announced this last year, saying that they were going to have this game come out. Lo and behold, I had no idea. Forgive me. I had no idea. I thought this was an exclusive to Xbox, and they made it seem like this was an exclusive to Xbox. I've never seen this advertised on PlayStation, but lo and behold... This is not a third-party game. I mean, this is not a uh, you know an exclusive game for Xbox, which really hurts when the fact that they had this huge announcement that Keanu Reeves is going to be in the game, which led to him appearing on stage to talk about the, his involvement in the game. This also came with a huge huge roar of the crowd the crowd went insanely crazy over this and rightfully so it was awesome the trailer actually showed a really cool um you know cinematic cutscene of a character named dax yay <laughs> that of course he's a bad guy unfortunately and i don't think he lasts long and um you know it led to the the character the lead characters you know getting to a situation of a robbery or something like that if i remember correctly and lo and behold his partner dies he ends up in a situation where he's about to go out and lo and behold this new character comes in and the ca- he comes down where the camera can see it and lo and behold it's keanu reeves crowd goes ape shit crazy and furthermore from that point he comes out he talks about it like this is the most exciting news that um you know out there right now still the game looks fantastic and seeing a 3d rendered version of keanu reeves was just mind-blowing <laughs> it's just absolutely fantastic now this news was so huge that i watched tmz a lot as you guys may know i love that show to death um it was so big that they and they need, they do announce some things every once in a while i even mention wrestling from time to time which is still crazy to me but this game was so big that they mentioned it. They, it was it was a segment on TMZ, and that says a lot. It was the only thing that was mentioned about E3 on TMZ, and TMZ gets an insane amount of you know um, viewers and ratings. So to, I mean to see that and E3 get that much exposure, and Keanu Reeves get that much exposure, and the game gets much exposure. That's huge. That is insanely huge. Um, this is off the cuffs of like his success in John Wick and his appearance on the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe, which I if you you guys have not seen that movie, you got to go out of your way to see that movie for two reasons. Him, he's one of them, and the song, the rap song that is sung about how uh, I punch. Uh, Keanu Reeves, it is awesome. I, I gotta find that. I hope that's all right. Who's some? But it's awesome. Go out of your way to check that out if you're if you have a Netflix uh, subscription. It's a very sweet, uh, sweet uh, rom com. And I'm not used to watching rom coms like that. But this one was so intriguing that there are two actors, you know, main actors that I love, and um, he's in it. So he's he's on a roll, man. He is absolutely roll. But it's this game will be on the PlayStation and xbox and i believe pc as well so everybody will be able to enjoy this game i think this game and this is a first person uh 
brawler or action game. So not a shooter, but an action game. So I'm actually interested in this because I, I'm not really a fan of shooters. I'm not really a fan of FPS at all. But an FPA, I don't know. That might actually turn me around to some sense. So I'll keep my eye on that for now. But that was, at the time, at by far the biggest news and the, and, the, and the most excitement i've seen a crowd react to a game that was announced so far uh gears 5 was also announced coming september 10th 2019 with the addition and announcement that the terminator will be in the game as a playable character that's pretty cool uh crowd was great to that that not as great as uh cyberpunk 2000 77 but it was also great uh there will also be an arcade mode and a horror mode along with this as well uh then they also talked about the xbox game pass with yet another subscription service <laughs> 9.99 a month to play over 100 games there is an account for xbox one owners and pc owners so if you own a pc but you don't know xbox you can also subscribe to this as well now that actually is not bad because if you don't have that but you want to play these games and I, pc is more powerful than any console out there and if you have a more powerful enough console to play that with a great graphics card and ram yada 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 that's awesome and you can play that as well so i give them credit for that um 14.99 is the ultimate game pass which includes a game pass for consoles xbox live gold and the xbox game pass for pc now this is a monthly fee this is not a one-time fee so you do consider before you get this do the math is this worth it just do the math on there. Microsoft offered a first-time subscription for people the day of the announcement for one dollar to start off the money drain. So that there it is for there. Uh, the one really um cool aspect of this was they uh, announced that a new Xbox Elite controller has been announced with tons of new upgrades and up to 40 hours of pl uh, play per charge. Pre-orders are now available for 180 dollars. I actually think that this is a great investment. Um say what you will $180 is a lot of money but this is a heavy duty customizable controller as a person if I own an Xbox and I don't I don't mind the Xbox controller but I do mind where some of the controls are the analog sticks or whatever but I have a controller that can I can customize the way I want to and do some really cool things that I want to and and different additions I can't be mad at this with the price because there's a lot that go into it there's another there's a version for the playstation i just saw on the latest game informer magazine that i just saw too that um it's actually pretty cool and i would recommend people to you know go if you want it for the playstation as well i forgot the name of it i'll bring it up next time next week um or even on sunday who knows when i talk about this as well so um they have that the games that they were mentioning was elder rings uh which is a new game from at buy from software and game of thrones creator george rr R. martin so that's a really interesting game that i think people you know game of thrones fans are going to be interested in it's just the fact that george rr R. martin's name on it on it alone may actually spark a lot of interest in this game uh then you got ori in the willow of the wisp coming february 2020 a stunningly gorgeous looking 3d side scroller absolutely beautiful looking uh so that's coming out 2020 february 2020 so that actually is not bad it's, it's better than saying spring 
or fall or summer of 2020 because this is always uh, eh, you never know so it looks like the fact that they said february 2020 means that there's actually closer to a release date but they don't know when but within that realm so that's actually a positive right there um then you have star wars jedi which has already been shown before e3 but they gave a little bit more gameplay with it it looks it plays a lot like the force unleashed to me with a bit of the, the old god of war style so i i am digging that what i'm really digging also is the return of forrest whitaker reprising his role as the character in uh in a few of these star wars movies so i'm a huge fan of forrest whitaker so like even if a movie is bad and he's in it he's not bad in the movie because he's that damn good he's been out i've been watching him first time i saw him was in an episode of different strokes <laughs> and for some reason he drew i drew into his acting ability way back then and i just kept you know following this dude since then i've been a huge fan of him man he's awesome i ghost dog go out of your way to check it out just awesome uh borderlands 3 trailer announced and with a release date of september 13 bleeding edge a crazy and beautiful pvp brawler from ninja theory coming june 27 it th that game looks a lot of looks like a lot of fun and i'm of course a big fan of ninja theory so i have of course for a lot of reasons and that we will be talking about very soon so i am uh very much excited about what they're going to do with that so that's cool minecraft dungeons coming spring 2020 mm. and and it's also coming on all major systems. That means also to Switch and PlayStation 4 as well. A huge announcement came shortly after as Phil Spencer came out and I believe announced that Microsoft has acquired Double Fine of all people. So, um, which I believe the co-owner to Double Fine is Jet Black, Jack Black as well. So, um, they announced also that Psychonauts 2 will be coming exclusively to the Xbox. So that's awesome. That's pretty damn good. Battletoads. We finally get a visual of what this looks like because they had promoted this last year, but they didn't have anything on it. They just said it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. We're going to see. We finally get to see it. And after seeing it, they can have it. Because <laughs> the one, there's no release date for it too. It looks okay, but the animation looks like something off of Adobe Flash animation, which I always hate video games that looks like that because it looks so, it looks really cheap. Like, even if the character design looks great, the movement and such, the, the lack of frames, it, it just doesn't look right. So it, to me, it just looks like an Adobe Flash animation to me. I don't even know if they still do Adobe Flash animations anymore. I know I don't. I stopped doing them ages ago. Uh, character design looks a bit too contemporary for me as well uh I, it, it looks like the recent turtles from the from nickelodeon which i also don't like the character design of that i hate these simplistic you know contemporary type of you know character designs that they're doing now especially with the turtles because if you look if you do the timeline of every for since day one of the saturday morning cartoon version of uh, uh teenage mutant ninja turtles their animation and, and character design look great to really good to okay to and it just gets worse and worse from as you get you know as you get close to it i don't know what they're doing and why they're not doing it but it, it burns me up so and take notice here when it comes to microsoft uh their presentation they're getting a lot of um announcements and you know world premieres here because there's no sony to do it there as well so they're getting all the you know the grabs here so i just need people to understand like when these guys are getting all these world premieres one a world premiere is not 
and I repeat, is not an exclusive. They did not say exclusive. They say world premiere. That means these games are coming out and they're able to announce it on the Xbox and that it's going to be on the Xbox. But definitely know that it's going to be out on other systems as well, including Dragon Ball Kakarot, which is finally revealed. It was Project Z at the time that Bandai Namco was coming out with. But now we know it's called Dragon Ball Kakarot. Um which is revealed to be a camera pan behind the back style action RPG with a hint of Xenoverse and Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm in it. So uh, this is going to chronicle Goku's life going from the very first Dragon Ball. I don't believe the first Dragon Ball. Uh, but it's going to start from Dragon Ball Z and go all the way to the Buu Saga, I guess, from there. So it's going to have a lot of fundamentals of that and a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, if you watch a lot of the show, the uh, the actual series, you know what to expect from there. Um, there will be some mini games. There will be some side scroll missions. Um, I thought of, when I watched this. I thought the same thing, and then the guy from IGN, which I was watching, also said the same thing, too. I hope that they do the driver's test side mission, because that will be so awesome. That was one... That may be, if not, the best filler episodes ever in Dragon Ball history. Well, up until uh, Dragon Ball Super, because Dragon Ball Super has some really great filler episodes, but... You know, filler episodes doesn't really get that get too much of a nod, but that episode everybody loves when Goku and Piccolo go get a driver's uh, test, and it's just, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. So we will see more of this as time goes by. I just hope that they are very successful with this. The guys behind uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm will be working on this. Uh, I think they're called Cyber Connect, if I'm correct, but. They're the guys responsible for it. So that's actually more that brings me more confidence because if you've played any of the Ultimate Ninja Store games, there are without a doubt some of the best games that Bandai Namco has as far as anime licensed video games. So I am looking forward to that. We'll be looking more into that, see what happens from there. Um a really intriguing game came up in uh in the form of a game called 12 minutes it's a top-down murder mystery that is stuck in a time loop and it is up to you to solve what happened in this murder and it's really really good it's, it's so intriguing i don't know if this is an exclusive for xbox i hope it's not uh, i hope it eventually goes to other systems but i i was and i'm normally like a fighting game fan or something like that this one right here it drew me in it's so different it was so you know, very abstract in a sense of just how it was put together. It, it, I've never seen a game like it before and, and the plot and how everything is put together and what you're going to have to do in order to make it happen. It's I love it. I love it. It's like almost a Pandora's box style of gaming. And you're going to have to find ways to open the secret to what is going on in that game. So other games that were mentioned, including Final uh, Star, Fantasy Star Online 2 coming spring 2020, The Outer Worlds coming October 25th. Blair Witch coming August 30th. Sp- uh, Spirit Fair not yet uh, announced. RPG Time in 2020. Microsoft Flight Simulator. No, I don't believe I uh, heard a release date for that. Age of Empire 2 Definitive Edition coming in the fall. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga coming 2020. Way of the Woods also coming with no release date uh, announced yet. Dying Light 2 coming spring 2020. You heard what I said about that. Forza Horizon 4 
Lego Speed Champion. It, I gotta admit, I'm not a fan of uh, for I not to say that I'm a fan of Sporza, uh, Forza, uh, actually, Sporza, uh, not to say that I'm a fan of Forza, but at the same time, I am just, I'm, I'm racing games are just so boring at times. It's like it's only racing games, you can't do but so much in a racing game. But adding Legos to it is kind of cute, I will give it that. But uh, I do gotta say, it was announced that uh, Asphalt 5 or 6, six is coming out. And I am excited about that. That's the only racing game I like because you're actually purposely crashing into cars to knock them out of the uh, loop just to win. So that that I need racing games like that with a different gimmick or kick to it. You know, stuff like that. Gears Pop, another Gears of War game, but it's just like a Clash of Clans style game using pop versions of the Gears uh, characters, which is cute. Uh, it's, it, it seems cute. I like it. Uh, State of Decay 2 expansion available now. Uh, Crossfire X coming to uh, 2020. Tales of Arise, the newest Tales series, is coming to uh, from Bandai Namco is coming 2020. Project X Cloud, which this is very interesting, another uh, project that Xbox is doing that will turn your Xbox into its own server. I actually like that concept. I think that's pretty cool. So there you have it. That is the uh, Microsoft conference. Overall, I think they did fairly good. I believe that I gave them at first. I gave them a B minus because it just. The crowd wasn't into a lot of the things that they were doing, except for maybe Gears, Halo. But the biggest pop that they got was from, without a doubt, was Cyberpunk. The hugest, the the most response that they got was from Cyberpunk 2077. Had this been an exclusive game for Xbox, it would have got a, it would have stayed with a B or even a B minus. But because that is not a exclusive to me. And it didn't get, you know, none of their other exclusive games or their AAA games got the same reaction as Cyberpunk with the crowd reaction and such in anticipation and what everybody's talking about online. Everybody was talking about a game that's not an exclusive to Xbox from this conference. That's not really good. So I am sticking with a C plus with that with Xbox this year. Uh, that to me just it didn't do enough. And, and the fact that. They did announce that they had a Halo game, but, you know, nothing's really come out of it yet, you know, but the announcement was great. It's still, I, it, it really, eh. a lot of the games that they were talking about weren't exclusive games and they were just world premiere games with release dates. So a lot of it's just like, all right, we're getting these games, but none of our powerhouse games are coming with release dates or anything. So I, you know, that, that pretty much doesn't play a factor as well. So then we have Bethesda. Uh, Todd, Todd Howard owns up to the problems with uh, Fallout 76, another game that was highly anticipated uh, when it was announced last year or a couple years. Yeah, it was last year. And it didn't meet expectations. Uh, but they did announce that uh, non-NPCs, uh, I'm sorry, human NPCs will be coming back to Fallout 76. I guess, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't played Fallout at all. I'm not a big Fallout fan. But I have heard many disdained uh, issues and comments on social media about that. So hopefully that will help it. Hopefully they will get through. But again, com uh, kudos to the team from Bethesda for uh, you know announcing that and addressing that. 
and owning up to it because I think that they're realizing that it's not a good idea to really sweep it under the rug, as I mentioned before, 2K games. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, another game, really interesting game called uh, Deathloop, a new game that showed uh, two characters of color, believed to be African-American, one named Colt, the other one named Julianne, and an apocalyptic displaced time anomaly that I guess kept, keeps relooping again. And... The only way, pretty much they're both stuck in it, they believe that the only way to get out of this loop is to kill each other. So I don't know if it's going to result in that, but it looks very interesting. I am looking to, I'm interested in seeing more from this game. No release date announced as of yet. And not only that, it also, it was just the uh, trailer, which didn't show any gameplay footage or anything, or it was just a more or less a CGI you know trailer if you will so you got that we don't know if it's a first person third person or whatever from this point doom uh eternal battle mode coming to all major platforms on november 22nd 2019 ghostwire by tango game uh gameworks no release date announced from that wolfstein youngblood also i didn't hear any release date from that as well so that was the short you know announcement that they made from there i guess it was okay um nothing really big from going on from there um so that's probably like a d <laughs> presentation right there pc gaming also i didn't get, get a chance to see the pc gaming but i just gathered the notes from there um vampire bloodlines 2 i did see that trailer coming early 2020 chivalry 2 also saw that trailer first person melee which again i keep bringing on these different versions i want to see a first person fighting game plain and simple i there was only one that was created ages ago by 3do never seen anything like that since um but that uh chivalry 2 is coming out in 2020 midnight ghost hunt a it looks like a lifelike version of luigi's mansion uh that has been announced for any release date age of wonders planet uh fall is a real-time strategy game coming uh august 6th hey that's my uh anniversary hey I wish I was a PC gamer then. <laughs> it's my wedding anniversary. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes coming August 20th, 2019. Planet Zoo coming November 5th. Shinmu, biggest announcement I think of this whole entire thing. Coming November 19th to PC in the PlayStation 4. Damn it, I'm going to get Landy. They, this better be about uh, getting Landy because he needs his comeuppance. So that's finally coming. It looks actually pretty damn good. Uh, I am looking forward to playing that game again, uh, or play, I haven't even played the other two, I, that's, god, that's an open world game, I, I, I need to take time to revisit right there, both one and two, I've, I've played both of them, they're great, absolutely great for the, for, uh, for its time, uh, and a game changer, a really good game changer to all these open world or city platformers anyway, um, Borderlands 3 is announced to be on a PC as well as Baldur's Gate, so there you have it for PC, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is always a special one. Uh, this, I, I swear to goodness, I think the lack of Aisha Tyler for the Ubisoft events, I think it's kind of diluted this event. I, I, Aisha Tyler would always be so awesome, no matter how cringeworthy certain things were or whatever like that. She's a true-to-life gamer. I don't know why she decided to stop or they stopped working with each other, but uh, I wish they would find a way to bring her back in. I don't. I hope she, she stopped being a gamer or whatever, but it... I, I just she was awesome but they don't have it so it's just eh. <laughs> but watchdog legions which is set in london coming in 2020 uh shout out to my uh good friend uh, michael burhan in the uk he thought this was kind of wanky 
<laughs> if you will. God and Monsters, they also announced Ghost Recon Breakpoint. This was a huge one because like Cyberpunk 2077 that announced Keanu Reeves, this one also announced the appearance and starring the Punisher himself, John Bernthal, who actually also came out with a very gorgeous, beautiful looking pit that was just nicely sitting on the stage, no leash, and I love that. He sat on, and I loved it. He sat on the stage with the dog, and the dog was just chilling on stage. Very well trained dog there. Um, I gotta shout this out. These idiots on a Game Informer. Game Informer had a strategy of having commentators talking and having a screen up on their on their screens while these presentations with action i can't tell you how annoyed people were online and how annoyed i was watching it them talking about it and i watched the version where they um did the ghost recon point with john bernthal in the, in the uh in the pit uh, that was sitting on stage guys if you don't understand i would i'm a former pit you know parent if you will and I learned myself. I had the same stigma back in the day as well. But until I met my wife and by before then, my neighbor at the time, now my wife, and she brought in our, you know, pup Griffin, who was only a pup at the time. He grew up and he was nurtured properly. You know, they are only as vicious as you make them. And just as any child is as dangerous as you make them (laughs) from nurturing. And just listening to these idiots online talk about like why isn't this dog on the leash he's gonna he's gonna no i'm like this dog is totally innocent he's totally you know well-mannered he's fine you stupid dumb geeks (laughs) so um yeah that was that but i mean the, the i'm not a ghost recon fan but john bernthal will up the ante on any game um this dude is awesome you know, you guys know him from Dale on the uh, Walking Dead, but I love him even more as the Punisher. He, he he is Frank Castle. So he's convincing on any aspect of this. I'm looking forward to seeing all of the cutscenes from the game because I probably won't be playing it. What I do, what I am interested in, and I pray that this just expands further into uh, more games because this may be the new Rocket League. And that is Roller Champions, uh, a hybrid futuristic roller derby game available now on PC, but not announced for anywhere else. This is very similar to Rocket League and will most likely, I believe, I think down the line is going to go into all platforms. I look, I, I saw this game. It is so awesome. Uh, I can't describe it. It's just like I love wacky sports games. I've talked about this before, where it's just like it expands the disbelief. <laughs> a little bit more and, and suspends you it, it just it, it i love this game i love everything about this game and i would love to play this game but i don't want to play it on pc so i'm looking forward to seeing it on other platforms and i think it will soon the division is now free to play what's today's date oh today it is actually free to play today as you listen to it, this is the 13th you have if you haven't played a division two you have until june 13th to the 16th to play it which means if you've never played it wanted to play it and wanted to beat it you have three days to completely binge on this game and do it so jump on it people uh rainbow six quarantine which is a yet another zombie shooter uh or fps coming very uh, soon you play Got a moment of silence for a minute. Uplay is yet another streaming network. 
Not only is it a streaming network, but it's a streaming network within a streaming network. Yes, fans, you now have the ability of playing Uplay, which is all of Ubisoft's games and library within the Google Stadia. Now, if you guys recall, the one of the answer, the one of the questions that I asked when I talked about this on the, uh, on the other podcast was, in fact, whether the Stadia would allow you to have that monthly fee. Remember, I told you, you're going to be spending in the next five years, you're going to be spending up to six hundred dollars. It's not including the hundred and twenty nine dollar fee for the crew, the Google Chrome Ultra, as well as the controller. And the subscription fee or whatever like that. You know, that all of that's combined, it's going to be like 720 roughly. That's not including taxes or whatever. So you're going to be paying that. Now the question is, are you going to be able to play a stream of games at the ready? Well, the answer is freaking no, because now they got a $14.99 month added to the monthly fee that you're going to be paying for Stadia. I'm out. <laughs> I am out. I am out. There's not enough Ubi games, Ubisoft games in the world that is going to make me pay that much. Do the math, people. Do the math. Own your game. Don't rent it. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry, Gamefly. I'm just sorry. It just, no. <laughs> it's just, I absolutely, I'm so against it. So that is that with Ubisoft right there. And by the way, the crowd was not trying to hear it. You, did, you got zero reaction. The crowd was dead to that noise at that event. And, and, and in fact, this was one of those events, aside from the Ghost Recon announcement, which is probably the biggest pop that they got and the biggest crowd reaction that they got from there. Everything else was like, eh, on this one. So this one also, unfortunately, it gets a, I, you know what? I give it a C minus only, only for the fact that John Berthold, you know, is going to be in Ghost Recon and he came out and did the presentation. So that got a, that got a really cool um, crowd reaction there. But everything else, especially at the end when they talked about that you play, I, I can't see it. God, listeners, you are you. I I don't want to insult you, but are you anyway that stupid? Are any of you that stupid to really pay that amount of money? I don't care if you're rich or not. You rich people are rich because they're frugal, (laughs) you know, and they keep their money and they don't spend their money frivolously. Not all, you know, the rich people that with longevity. Let's put it like that. You know, they don't spend their money frivolously and end up in a documentary about why he spent money frivolously there's some things you just don't spend on there's some things it's just not a value you can get you can own these games fight for your right to own not rent (laughs) that's all i'm saying so while playstation was not in attendance take playing the part of uh, playstation was none other than square enix probably the biggest absolutely the biggest presentation there one of the two biggest presentations there and i think they actually dethroned xbox on their presentation and as far as crowd reaction excitement there where others felt like they had like staff cheering for them when the crowd was dead this was definitely more fan than crowd reaction at the announcements that they were here and you could square enix has a insanely big fan base for the titles especially when it comes to final fantasy none bigger then Final Fantasy VII Remake, which we all been waiting for for God knows how long. Remember, we got a we got the uh, release date. Finally, we have a release date, March the 3rd, 2020. Can't wait. But with even more, we got to see gameplay footage. There was a huge gameplay demo at the event. Crowd went nuts. Absolutely. N- I mean, 
you felt like it was almost like you like the like Prince or Michael Jackson or you know the Jonas Brothers or somebody just came and it just like and the crowd just went crazy like like it was you thought it was a rock star on stage the way that they were screaming for this it was awesome um I mean it was it really felt like it, it was like any like I don't think we got a reaction because Nintendo did their showcase I don't think we got a bigger reaction as far as a presentation was on stage than this so they showed the gameplay here with with um the footage of cloud and and barrett fighting but the biggest reaction came is when tifa came on and i mean you heard what you heard girls screaming you heard crowd roaring to see the the fight style of tifa in there and how you're going to be able to use her and the cool part is what i really liked about this what i believe is going to happen when you do this is that you're going to be able to switch players during the action uh you know act, during the action uh you know scenes in the game kind of similar to marvel ultimate alliance which i i really enjoy i think that's a cool idea because everybody wants to play as these characters so i like the concept that they're doing with this and tifa looked awesome cloud looked awesome bear looked awesome all the characters i mean the fact that they they said that they were really the idea of making this game was to make it look exactly like they did from the beloved movie final fantasy 7 advent children and trust me when i after i watched this i definitely wanted i am definitely going to watch that movie again it's been a long time since i watched it and uh oh man just this fact because when when that game when that movie came out people looked at that movie and like this is the final fantasy that i want to play people were aching for that experience and lo and behold this is kind of reminds me of how james cameron wanted to do battle angel alita but it, it it couldn't they couldn't do it now they couldn't do it justice now because they didn't have the technology to do it and now they do now they do and we're getting it we're getting the final fantasy 7 that we wanted in fact i'm getting the final fantasy 7 i wanted because this will not they will have action-based gameplay and not turn-based now granted there were people online especially in the acmg facebook group who were kind of crying about the fact that it's action-based and if you guys play final fantasy 15 which i'm actually finally finishing the pocket version now i've already played the playstation version and which again is one of my favorite games of all time and that says a lot mostly because it was action-based and because of the story was really good um and I understand now after playing it all this time and playing the pocket version and watched the movie Kingsglaive, I understand why it took over 10 years for it to do because they were working on a the movie. They were working on this pocket version. So I can understand why it took so long to do it, man. It, it It's an amazing amount of detail and and uh, attention to and dedication that went into this. So again, I mean, the crowd just, this is the biggest pop probably of the weekend and only rivaling cyberpunk 2077 those are the two biggest pops that we got this it, it for a live presentation again i can't speak for nintendo but i know there are a lot of people talking online about it with nintendo day and we'll talk about that shortly but clearly this was the biggest thing and it was awesome i cannot wait to this game come out to relive all of the moments that we got from the original ps uh one version the paleolithic version in comparison to this modern version uh it's gonna be so much more they also announced that there will be a two-part saga so it won't be it will be chapters but it only splits out into two blu-ray discs so you're gonna get two blu-ray disc size games so people are now questioning 
from all right where is the saga going to end and i honestly i can guarantee you i'm putting money that the first part of the game will end when Aerith dies that's my prediction i that's i, I think they're going to end it off right there and then they're just going to put it in uh the other half of it right there so i am looking forward to this i think it's going to be absolutely awesome it's going to be epic as hell i also i'm gonna say this now after watching all of e3 my prediction for 2020 is final fantasy 7 remake may be the game of the year i think it may it probably may be the game of the year but it also may be probably the most games sold that is my prediction because people have been waiting forever for this and then you got it was this is one of those things where the anticipation for hardcore fans is so big that it transcends the casual fans and casual fans are going to want to see what's the big deal about this game and uh, it's going to generate a lot of cash I, and not only that there's said to be uh actors from i believe the flash and supergirl that will be in there in fact cloud is voiced by the guy who plays superman and supergirl so that alone is enticing i i can't wait i still can't i've waited for a long time i i hate turn-based games and probably it generates back to final fantasy 7 but i love the story of final fantasy 7 so much that i i can't get rid of it i've never beaten final fantasy 7 because of the black materia situation and I, I think it traumatized me i've never got a chance to beat that game because of the fact that way back i winded up getting the black if you guys if you're final fantasy uh seven fans you recognize this the black materia the search for the black materia and there was a moment where you got to train in the train and you had to uh get the black materia from the train i somehow messed up i messed up by not getting it and then not saving the, the files properly so i couldn't go back to that part because i didn't save just a, i didn't think to save as to where i needed to be at that point i needed to be i needed to like if i messed up i need to go back to that save point so i can do it again and i didn't and that now in order for me to do it i would have to play through the whole entire game all over again and i was like screw that i spent so many hours on this game i'm out and I was pissed because I really wanted to beat that game. And I was in the course of beating the game. Granted, I do have the game on mobile and all this stuff. And I can play it again. And they make it easier for you now. But I still just have not gotten to that point. I'm going to wait till Final Fantasy VII. That way, not only I can play the game, but I can beat it in the way I wanted to beat it. And, and be able to play it with the action-based controls uh, schemes. And again, I do believe that they will have the option for both. Like I said, with Final Fantasy 15, I don't think I mentioned it, but Final Fantasy 15 gave you the option to play both action and turn-based controls. So don't think that they're gonna not cater, they're not catering to everybody. I think they're gonna allow you to be able to play both, and that's what you were able to do on on Final Fantasy 15. So don't worry it's coming so uh other games that they mentioned was final fantasy 4 this is going to be a big final fantasy list of games i'm telling you now final fantasy 14 online which comes out july 2nd looks great dragon quest 2 uh, builders 2 which i believe is coming out very soon for all systems final fantasy crystal chronicles remaster edition coming to uh, coming this winter to the playstation 4 believe uh the switch is going to get that as well oh yeah there it is in my notes uh switch ios and google play there's going to be an all over system i need to get that because i heard there was a character also named dax on there as well uh kingdom hearts 3 i thought i was done with this game i'm so whelmed with this game uh kingdom hearts 3 re uh rewind or remind which is which is a new dlc coming soon 
And it looks like the game is going to be taking shades of Dissidia. You know, it, there's a there's a lot of Dissidia, uh, you know, looking game type of gameplay in here. So I'm, I am kind of intrigued by this. Not entirely. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just done with. I'm so underwhelmed with this game after all these years of waiting too. So there's that. Uh, Uni Naka or Uni Naki, which is an action role playing game coming August 22nd. The Last Remnant Remastered, available now on the Nintendo Switch. If you haven't gone to the eShop, go in there. It's there. It's ready. Yeah, remastered and everything. Go out of your way to check it out. Final Fantasy Brave Exivius, if I'm pronouncing that right. War of the Visions, coming to mobile games, coming soon. Outriders, coming summer 2020. Uh, no real knowledge as to what genre of game this is based on. It's, of the trailer, it's just, you know, like um, the other game from uh, Ubisoft. It's just a, you know, CGI trailer from there. Uh, we also have, from there, we got Romancing Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet uh, Grace Ambitions, uh, which is available now. And then we get to the main event of this, the, the lore of this event, if you will. The much, aside from Final Fantasy VII, this was the much-anticipated lore for this event, and that was Marvel Avengers. Square Enix teams up with uh, the Crystal Crystal Dynamics and the people responsible for um, Tomb Raider, the very popular Tomb Raider game. They're working together to come up with Marvel's Avengers. With surprise, this game, the, the, the first view of this game a lot of mixed reviews coming in this game. A lot of mixed reviews. Mostly because of the look of the character models. The game is... Here's the thing. I'm going to say this now because this, I'm going to be talking about the negatives, but I also need to talk about what I thought was positive as well about this game. The game graphically looks great. The game graphically looks great. The character models don't look bad in a sense that they don't look like real people or they don't look like human. They look bad to most to a lot of people especially i've read a lot online a lot of things online and there's some things that i'm going to clear up yeah i think that people don't understand they do look real they look awesome real people they just don't look like the avengers or the the description of what a the avengers the characters of the avengers would look like they look very off uh, I'm not the only one that says this. There, If you go online, there's a lot of people that's talking about the visuals of that. Um, IGN, I was watching that mostly in GameSpot. I was well, too. They were talking about the visuals. That when people were interviewing them, they were being very nice about talking about the visuals of this. And when I say the visuals, I mean the character models of the Avengers. In particular, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Thor to some extent. Well, all, let's just say all of them except for maybe Bruce Banner. I think Bruce Banner and the Hawk was the only one that was okay. His hair was a little bit frizzy, but I think this is the early versions of this game, so you got to take into consideration of that. Um, the Hawk was the only, you know, character that looked really good in his game. Everybody that looked like the Hawk. Everybody else just looked like they just looked very off. They didn't look like the characteristics of what we are known to love throughout years whether it's an animation whether it's the movie whether it's the comics it just didn't look it just looked like normal people in costume it didn't look anywhere near like the avengers based on marvel's you know 
you know, characteristics that we're used to. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand because there are those who feel or felt like because they are, they are, you know, the nature of the game is mimicking shades of the MCU that they should look more closer to the actors. I don't agree with that at all. If it would be cool to say, to have them as the actors, like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson uh, and all that stuff. Yes, great. And Chris Hemsworth and um, and all the other guys. That would have been great. But you know how much money they would charge to get the likeness in there? That ain't happening. What they could do in a sense, though, like much like Sony did with Spider-Man and Insomniac did with Spider-Man is make something that we can... I, I don't agree that... Everybody's using the excuse, the cop-out excuse that everybody wants them to look like the actors. No, I don't agree with that at all. Because if that was the case, Spider, the Insomniac Spider-Man would have looked like would have. Um, there would have been a many complaints about them not looking like uh, Tom Holland, but there weren't. People love, and in fact, every interview that they had in this game were asking the question. Were they going to include Spider-Man in this? And that's kind of shady in a sense, unintentionally shady in a sense, because we love the Spider-Man game that much. And we're comparing it to the Spider-Man game, especially only because they made it look visually like it can blend in with the Spider-Man universe. So I think to their, you know, I think the decision to make it look as photorealistic as the Spider-Man game and not make these characters look genuinely look like, okay, that looked like that could be Steve Rogers. That looked like that could be Tony Stark. That looked like that could be um, Black Widow. It, it it really, it re- like even Hank Pym. Hank Pym looks like Joss Whedon. <laughs> it's like Joss Whedon don't look like a guy that look, that looks like he's going to be fighting crime or using power. No, <laughs> no. Okay, it's just, it just, it really killed, it really does look like Josh Sweet. I never thought about that until absolutely right now. But it just, these, these guys look like normal, you know, like, these look like, these look like folks that live in a gated community and going to a Halloween party. That's what they look like. And it's not to say that the, 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 the photorealism of the characters look great. It comes down to that, do they carry the familiar features and characteristics of what we know Steve Rogers or a or Captain America or a Iron Man is even Iron Man faceplate doesn't look right to me it looks really cheesy I mean if you compare that to the movie version if you compare that to the comic book uh, illustration if you compare that hell to Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh-uh. it no it really doesn't it really doesn't do it and I get what they were trying to do uh, this is I. This is still early in development. They have ways to remodel uh, and you know change a little bit of the features and whatnot. They have time. Uh, if you guys remember when uh, what was it? Who was it? Uh, Nether Realm, Injustice Two. When people were talking about how Wonder Woman didn't look too good because of the lighting and whatnot and the, some of the features, they fixed that and it looked so much better. When they did it that way too, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Look at what was about to happen there. I mean, you gotta, you gotta think like we buy, we pay you the money for this, and we want to see things. People are talking about people complaining a lot, but no, nobody complained when Marvel Ultimate Alliance came out. People were like, 
going nuts for that game when it was announced at the Game Awards. Um, when Spider-Man was premiered at E3 the first time, Rockstar uh, rock reaction from the crowd. Second year, they showed it, and then they showed Miles Morales. Everybody went crazy because Miles was going to be in it. Nobody complained. Everybody thought that it was awesome. So, no, it's not that. Nobody had no complaints about... I mean, there was... You're going to have your low percentage, minority percentage of people, but it's only minority. The overall consensus of this whole thing is that people are a little bit thrown off. It's not to say that they're not going to get the game and they're gonna, that they're not going to invest in the game. I just think that the first, uh, the first impressions mean a lot. And when you saw that, it was like, I like what they're looking to do, but right now it just looks very off-putting. And I don't, it's not grabbing me into the belief that these guys are who they say they are. So that to me right now, and again, this could be the early versions of it. And they never said it was, that's even worse part. They could have said, this is like an early version of it. We're going to improve, but they're sticking to their guns. They claimed that uh, the other thing too, um, I thought that was funny that they said that they will pay no expense to get the uh, the talent that they need to play the roles. And I'm thinking, like, you really shouldn't say that. That's not a good thing to say because the first thing somebody's going to counter that with is, like, okay, you pay no expense. Where's Robert Downey Jr.? Where's Chris Evans? Where's Chris Helmsworth? Uh, you know, where's Don Cheadle? You know, don't say that. What they did, and they, that was in reference to the fact that they got, you know, of course, Troy Baker, Nolan North, and a horde of other different, you know, great the, the top talent of uh, actors who work in video games and animation to do these voices. And they are, indeed, the top talent. What they're not, however, no offense, pay no expense. You're not going to replace a Troy Baker with a Robert Downey Jr. As phenomenal as Troy Baker is, it, you want, you want, you want, and Nolan North is, you know, you want the Avengers. <laughs> in here so i i think that was just a bad choice of words in, in their part right there but they did pay for the best of the best and uh as far as uh, acting and, and in particular voice acting in here and they're right they did pay for the best of the best in that in that sense but don't say you paid no expense <laughs> it's just don't it's just wrong um Fans attending got to see, not play, but see the gameplay footage at the booths um, with some of the fans who attended, especially the ones that uh, the official that uh, the official uh, Marvel Studios or the Marvel Avengers Twitter page retweeted, said that they liked it in there. Now, that's the ones they retweeted. That's not the ones that they didn't retweet because I'm pretty sure there's probably ones that had some skepticism as well. I also watched the uh, segment and read an article on IGN what they got a chance to see it they said it looks okay um but they're still a little skeptical about certain gameplays as far as that um Thor in particular was a little bit of skeptic and the other ones were uh look like you know I think the Hulk one is the one that they said that it that looked a little bit more fun but again these are early showings and we'll see I mean we'll see I either way I'm in I'm I can tell you this although I got reserves about the character models and just the character models i mean the, the don't take away the fact that this is a beautiful looking game it's only focusing on the character models of the game and the costume designs too because some of the costume designs iron man and uh 
and Cap looks very suspect, and it's especially Cap because the it, it, he looks like he's wearing shoulder pads and in hockey gear, and you know some of the memes and, and stuff that's online is hilarious. Um, it, it's it's really funny, but we did a poll on the ACMG Facebook group, and at the time. The poll I asked was most of the gaming community is really shitting on the first look of Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers. What is your what was your first impression? And the answer to that was F this looks awesome or what the F is this crap? So I at the time it was 70% of this looks awesome to the 29% of this is crap. That has changed since then, and I am going to look right now to see what the new look of this, or what what is the new um, results of this. So bear with me for one sec. I will look at this, and where is that at? Oh, by the way, before I even find it, there was a meme from uh, Roy Woods uh, Jr. who just recently at the Howie Mandel show did a really funny joke about Street Fighter. You could tell he's a gamer for life. I love this dude. Go follow Roy Woods Jr. He's a great comedian. Uh, he's been in the game for quite a long time, but he wrote a meme with the picture of the Avengers that everybody's, you know, showing with uh, Steve Rogers looking not like Steve Rogers and all the rest of them. Um, it's hilarious. He's like, Marvel, we want to use uh, the likeness of the new Avengers game. Avengers cast. Cool. We'll each need... 576 million uh, 275,522 dollars and 48 cents marvel cool let me get uh let me uh hit y'all back and then he shows the picture of the uh from the trailer right there uh that's that's a little bit of what we we're talking about okay here we go so since the last time we spoke uh it is now 69 percent this looks awesome to 31 percent this is crap so still overwhelmingly there, for at least for the ACMG group, just for the ACMG group alone, because we're a niche group, it is, uh, it is only, uh, it is, you know, mostly people are more positive than negative to it. I am still, regardless of the look of the character models, I am still more positive than negative. We, there, there's a long way to go. They can improve on the trailer. They can improve on the look. We did see some type of game uh, play footage in the trailer, uh, much to people's understanding of not seeing uh footage uh it was discovered that there is gameplay footage shown in the trailer in some certain scenes um black widow has believed to have a qte type of scene um the uh think thor has what like a has been said to have a god of war type of uh gameplay a recent god of war gameplay not the old one where you're walking around or anything it's like recent behind your back pan uh camera uh rear rear camera view if you will uh, and I think Tony is a little bit of flight, um, and I think Steve is a bit of melee from what I understand, so we'll see, but I know, unfortunately, they didn't get the reaction, and if you got, if you look at the E3 conference, if you watch the E3 conference for Square Enix, the biggest Rockstar reaction was definitely the, um, was definitely Final Fantasy VII. The most underwhelming reaction was Marvel Avengers. It didn't leave people with a taste. And you can hear the crowd. The crowd was supportive, but not overwhelmingly excited. You know, you could tell from a supportive crowd 
And it was like uh, a lot of people was kind of had the reserves. You could you could just see it in that presentation right there. With that said, the Square Enix conference I think was more successful than it was failure. I think I would give them, in my opinion, maybe a B, a B plus A minus in a sense because that Final Fantasy, uh, whew, that that gameplay footage was unbelievable and we got to see Sephiroth which also got a monster reaction as well so I mean they, from start to finish this conference had a really good you know uh, an, it had really good great announcements it was really great uh, presentation the crowd was hot from start to finish well hot all the way up until the event Marvel Avengers uh, showing and it was like it just kind of um, you know diluted a little bit from that point so there you have it from there. I you, I would say if I anything I give it a B plus A minus for that display. Uh, so all there's left was in fact Nintendo. How are they going to come back from this? And they usually do their showcase on there. Hosted, I forgot what the uh, the Japanese uh, host was, but Doug Bowser, who is the new, uh, he's the he's the uh, one taking over for Reggie Fizeme's position of the company. I think Nintendo lucked out huge. You found a really enthusiastic gentleman that just so happens to have the name Bowser in the back. And I love this. At one point in the introduction of the showcase, Bowser comes out to talk about everything that's happening. He has a, uh, like a tie looking very professional, if you will. And then Doug Bowser comes out and says, no, not you. They're asking for me. And they redirect him out of the uh, screen. It was really cute. So here we go. Nintendo usually has some extremely exciting things on a uh, showcase direct presentation, and they didn't disappoint. Again, they did not disappoint. Here we go. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Reveal. Uh, we was wondering if they were going to reveal more. They did. They looked out. They revealed this time, announcing for this time, Dragon Quest Heroes. Not just one from the recent Dragon Quest game that's coming out, but all of the Dragon Quest heroes is that one. And then there's a bunch of Echo characters as well that are going to be in the game. This is absolutely fantastic. I love this idea, mostly because we get a bit of Akira Toriyama in this game. Now, do you guys remember one of the picks that I've always wanted? And I was like, if they're going to get Joker from Persona, let's go out of the box. Let's get Goku in here. I dare them. We didn't get Goku, but we didn't get one, the main uh, Akira Toriyama character. We got another so as long as we got Akira Toriyama's artwork in the game, I'm all for this. I am all for this. I am good with this. This is a great choice. Um, I, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, Janet Garcia, shout out to her on IGN. I praised her on Twitter because she, for the first time in a long time, if not ever, we got a person of color on the IGN panel. And I, to me, it's always bugged me. I love IGN. I was always giving them credit. They have grown incredibly over the years. They have become an empire for the entertainment, for the gaming entertainment industry and the fan base uh, industry. And the one thing that always bothered me, as many, as, as very well charismatic and uh, professional these guys are and how much they have fun, I never see a person of color, whether it's a, women, a male or female. I rarely say, I think I've only seen it one time, one time. They had Janet Garcia there and I was, it just took a load off me and I hope that they have her again. I actually reached out to her on Twitter and said, you know, 
it was great to see her on air, an intelligent woman of color on air, talking about the things that I love. Because it just, we don't see enough of it. We do not see enough of it, and it's awesome. But um, she, to her credit, she made a great point on air. And she said that as much as she is happy that there is a that dragon quest is in there she's really disappointed at the fact that we're seeing another character with a shorter shield and that, that is a great point and when i when she said that i actually thought about that and i'm like you know what there is a lot of characters you got the fire emblem characters you got zelda um you got a few others in there that has swords and shield in there so it does make a lot of sense they didn't go for anything a little bit different there's still more to come there's absolutely still more to come it's not the only uh character today announced and we'll talk about that very soon i'm running down the lines as they announced it on here as well so after revealing dragon quest is going to be on represented and honored in super smash brothers they also announced that dragon quest 11 echoes of elusive age definitive edition s will be coming soon as well i believe in 2020 luigi's mansion also uh three is also mentioned which is coming out in 2020 dark the dark crystal i thought when they premiered this i thought they were advertising that the dark crystal was coming to netflix like there was an actual commercial for the first time ever I'm like oh my god they're doing commercials now no they're advertising that the dark crystal is getting a video game a real-time strategy game uh called age of resistance tactics um, a lot similar to um what is that to uh final fantasy tactics so it's going to play on that type of deal so that's coming out very soon then we the one of the biggest anticipated attractions of this the legend of zelda Link's awakening has was talked about on here too i believe that is coming very soon i think it's coming out in 2020 as well trials of mana a 3d rpg remake of the 1995 game in japan coming in 2020 this is a game series that many wanted to play but it was only in japan it is now coming out in america not only that the trials of mana collection also games that were not in japan is out right now on the eShop and nintendo for the nintendo switch go out of your way to go get it it's a very popular much sought out after game uh i believe it's also action rpg so that's also great too very zelda-esque uh fire emblem three houses coming july 26 let me tell you this game keeps looking better and better i I don't know why I'm so engulfed in certain genres. I'm like, if you tell me what I, what games that I like playing, fighting games all day, every day. However, there are some other games, and I and also action platformers and some side scrollers as well. But you know, fighting games are at the top. But RTS games are some games that I just don't understand why I like them. But a part of the reason for that with Fire Emblem is that it's three. It's going to be basically that is going to be three houses and the artwork is always going to be better it they improve so much on the artwork every single time i absolutely love it so it's coming to july 26 and i believe it's going to be like two versions or something like that as well so uh resident evil 5 and 6 is coming also i believe they're already out in japan if i'm correct all of the uh, resident evils are in japan the witcher 3 this is a huge one the Witcher 3 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, much like Mortal Kombat 11, it's going to be downgraded just a bit, but all of the content is going to be in there. And this is the complete edition, so I guarantee this means that all the DLC and everything is going to be coming with it. This is, again, showing the power of the Nintendo Switch to have something that big in here. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Then... Remember we were talking about, like, where's Konami? Where have they been? We haven't seen them in quite a while. They're back. 
They're back. And they're coming back with Contra, believe it or not. Now, remember, I talked about Contra, the Contra collection, uh, Collector's Edition is coming, or is already out, I believe. I, I, I got to check. But this new version of Contra called Contra Rogue Corpse, it's not like you're saying the same, you know, 2D Contra game. This is, in fact, a top-down, you know... you know 3d you know stage type of you know environment kind of similar to diablo and uh what is that in marvel ultimate alliance so to speak and i gotta say i gotta be honest it looks a mess it looks like a hot mess really muddy looking colors and you know it just looks i don't know if this is unfinished it i mean but also, it's like there's only one character from the Contra series that's going to be on there, along with other characters, including a panda. So now it's it's now a goofy version of Contra. I don't think this is going to be successful at all. This is what happens when a company takes their biggest asset and doesn't treat them right. So now Hideo uh, uh, Kojima is out with Nintendo and, and, and um Hideo uh, Kojima uh, Productions doing Death Stranding. These guys are doing freaking Contra. And, I, and it looks very, it looks really shitty. It looks insanely shitty from there. So you have that situation going on. So that's coming out soon, and I don't think I'm going to be investing in that. Diamond X Machina coming September 13th. I got a chance to play the demo for that. That is actually pretty good. I do hope that they improved on the customizations of that because I did not like some of the choice the choices of customizations that they had for the game. Um, it just everything else was fine the controls was okay but just i'm a little skeptical about the customizations for that so i don't know if i'm going to invest in that in particular um pokemon sword and shield we already talked about that last week uh it's coming november 15th they did announce the ability to use your pokeball controller as a way to take uh a pokemon from the game on the road with you and almost nurse it. I don't know if it's going to have any abilities to raise the level of it while in there or not. I'm not sure. They also revealed a new trainer called Nisa, who is a beautiful female of color who will no doubt be a cosplay favorite at cons between her and Tifa. Tifa has always been a cosplay favorite in, in uh, comic book conventions, but I guarantee that's going to that's going to be a major comeback on that. And then also Nisa is also going to be a cosplay uh, choice as well. I, I, Guaranteed. Uh, they also uh, announced Empire of Sin by Romeo Games coming spring 2020. Cadence of Hyrule, which is out today. In fact, it's going to be released right at noon Eastern Standard Time on the eShop. Then, my favorite, the game that I officially have pre-ordered, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, coming July 19th. We're counting down the days, people. It is not coming soon enough. But remember I said that it wasn't for pre-order? It is now up for pre-order. It's available now. Go for it. But not only that, they also had this really cool trailer which showed many more different, you know, characters and villains that you're going to be facing. Added to that, they also announced a season pack which includes Marvel Knights, X-Men, and the return of the Fantastic Four in video game form. Go out of your way to get this right now. This is guaranteed. I've seen there's a I've seen a lot of gameplay footage on e, um, over E3. If you if you're in the ACMG group, as this is already up right now, I've already posted the Nintendo Treehouse E3 gameplay footage of Marvel Ultimate Alliance to see how this looks. If you played the first two Ultimate Alliance games from Activision from back in the day, which I am revisiting now, leading up to 
the premiere of this game. I'm going to be replaying. I just realized Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, I played through the first game when they brought it back for PlayStation, but I haven't played through the second play where you can go and play the other decisions. So I'm going to revisit that again leading up to the premiere of this game. I am so looking forward to this. This was a game. Now, and, and a lot of people are saying like, you know, you look at Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. No, it doesn't look like the video game characters. It looks more like the comic book. People were so excited when this came out. When this premiered in the Game Awards, I remember because we were watching it on ACMG and watching it on TV. When it, and the Game Awards came out and they premiered it, people went insane. And it really got pissed when they found out it was exclusive for the um for the actual uh, Nintendo Switch. But also, it said people people were saying. Now I need to buy a Nintendo Switch. Now I want to play this game. Uh, it's on. And again, this does not look like the movies. This looks like the comic book, which I believe people w- want it in the first place. I think people say that they, yeah, of course, because of the photorealism, they want to see it look really like the, the deal. But I think they would prefer that it look closer to what you would believe the comic books would want. And you got to take take note on one thing. Last thing I'm going to say about Marvel's Avengers real quick. Yeah, you want it as the characters, but you know what happened? When the act, I mean, you wanted like the actors, but you know what happened? When the actors actually were hired, when Robert Downey Jr. was hired, when Chris Evans was hired, when Chris Helmsworth was hired, all of them. The reason why they were hired is because they had to look as close to the characters of the comic book. They had to look believable to the comics as possible. Before they were just them. They adopted. They they owned the character, but they still look like the comics. So. Chris Evans would not have gotten that, gotten that, you know, that role if he didn't even look close to what Captain America can look like or believable. Because when, you know, when we look at movies, when they come out on trailers, the first thing they, you know, we look at is like, does he look like he could be a Steve Rogers? Does he look like he could be a Robert, Down- um, not a Robert Downey Jr.? Does he look like he could be a Tony Stark? Yes. When, to- when Robert Downey Jr. had that damn beard, we was like, yo, he looks like Tony Stark. Chris Evans, yeah, he looks like he could be, he could pull it off. Chris Helmsworth, yeah, he looks like a Thor. You know, it's it, it, so forth and so on. You know, it, it just looks like the part. Hell, even uh, Chris Pratt, I'm like, yeah, he could pull off a Star Lord. You you got to look like the part before you, it's the actor. So, I you know, it bounces back to that whole entire thing. Okay, so I mean, I don't want to hear that. But again, when you watch Spider Man, nobody complained about Spider Man. When you looked at this, everybody was excited about this. So. There's my argument to that. Combat that. So, again, this is all coming out July 19th, and the all of that is available right now for pre-order on the eShop. We also got the return of Mario and Sonic Olympics. They're getting ready for Tokyo 2020. I'm actually excited for that because the theme is going to be anime. So, I'm looking forward to that. But there are more games that are going to be including in this one. Boxing, skateboarding, taekwondo, karate, and much more. I'm actually excited about this game. I actually like the first one. I hope they do more. I hope they give it a more of a story mode feel for this one and better narrative than the last one. But this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great mini games for that. Animal Crossing. This was the heartbreak for many fans out there. Animal Crossing New Horizon was set to come out, I think this year, maybe. Unfortunately, they announced that the game has been pushed back to March 20th, 2020 to a lot of people's heartbreak because there are some people who are religiously into this game. And this was the only really downfall. My take on this is that with everything that they announced in this presentation, that is a down, but at least they still have a direct download, I mean, a direct release date for it. 
you know, you, at least they have that again. And they, this is a rarity for Nintendo to do. So I don't mind it. And everything else is a most likely definite to have already come out or is in the cuffs of coming out as well. So I am looking forward to it. I'm sure people are going to enjoy it when it comes out and they won't be uh, satisfied, uh, you know, dissatisfied. Other games that were mentioned Dead uh, by Daylight coming uh, September 21st. Stranger Things coming out July 4th, which is the same day that this new season is coming out. Spiral Reignited Trilogy uh, September 3rd. Just Dance uh, 2020 <laughs> coming uh, November 5th. Uh, new Super Lucky's Tale Fall 2019. Minecraft Dungeons, like I said, is coming out on all systems spring 2020. Nino Kuni Remake Wrath of the White Witch coming September 20th. This is awesome because I didn't think that Nintendo Switch had the capacity to come out with a beautiful game like this on their system. So that's awesome. Canton, June 20th. The Sinking City, Fall 2019. Alien, Isolation, 2019. Hollow Knight's Silk Song, soon. That's all I said. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition, like I said, is coming in winter 2018. Dauntless. Fall, winter 2019. Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming July 26th. Doom Eternal coming soon. Elder Scrolls Blade 2019. With all that said, Nintendo always leaves us with something to really scream and holler at. And while we were thinking Metroid Prime 4 was going to be it, nah. That's coming. That's definitely doomed. I think they're going to announce that in the fall. I got a feeling that's going to be announced during the Game Awards. I think that's my that's my that's my uh, prediction for that. But we never expected this. You know when they snap their fingers, something really cool is happening. So they show this trailer with an art style that looks very familiar of one of the greatest games of all time for Nintendo that just came out only like short like two years. The game that sucked me in so much that I was religiously into this. I never thought I would do this. It started out many debates and battles and arguments about what was the better game, this or Horizon Zero Dawn. And in fact, it is. We see Zelda. We see Link. Not any versions of Zelda and Link. The Breath of the Wild version. And in fact, ladies and gentlemen, it has been announced that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel is in development. I know people's head exploded in unison when that was announced. Are you kidding me? A brand new... First of all, Legend of Zelda is not known. They It's only rarely that they do sequels for their games. And this was the first time they... This is like, I think, the second time that they've done this, maybe. This is huge. They're doing a sequel to Breath of the Wild. And it looks very interesting. It looks like they're dungeon dwelling or whatever like that. We don't know what they're doing. It just looks beautiful. It's coming. Very, uh, You know, it's, it's in development. I, again, I think there's, there are going to be more announcements down the line. The Game Awards is like the second best big thing that they're announcing, that they do big announcements for, that which is usually like in uh, October, November, something like that. So it, it was, it's amazing. It was just amazing. I can't believe we're getting another sequel. I can't believe they're sucking us back in. This is utterly insane. Why Nintendo? I'm sorry. That was a mic drop moment if I've ever seen it. You know, it just is. It just really is. So, now we go to the reactions. What was the best in show? Honestly, I think it's it's really on the edge with Nintendo just barely edging it. Square Enix, to me, was the second, but barely in the second. And 
to me, Xbox unfortunately did not make the cut. They got beat by a company that is not a console, and you got beat by a Nintendo again. That's my opinion. Not only just my opinion, I also did another poll. E3 overall thoughts. What was the best in show presentation of E3? Coming from the voters of the ACMG Facebook group, overwhelmingly, Nintendo Showcase was also a lot of people's choice as well. Seconded by Square Enix. Third by Xbox. Fourth by Ubisoft. Bethesda. And nobody voted for PC games. Google Stadia. Developer. Um, you know. Developer Digital. Or EA Play. Uh, it was just all about Nintendo Square. And, uh, and Xbox. And then some a little bit for uh, Ubisoft from there. So that was it. Overall this E3. I think that oh, overall the E3 gets a, a solid B. It was it was great, even though they didn't have uh, Sony in there. I thought they did a pretty good job. There were some exciting things. We left with some things to talk about, some things that are leaving us hanging. This Avengers thing is going to be talked about for quite some time until we see another trailer and gameplay or get a demo or something like that. So it, it, it's that's pretty much what it is from there. So. I enjoyed it. I am looking forward to a lot of things coming soon. So there you have it there. Folks, that will do it for this edition of uh, Select Start. Thank you so very much for this always long talked about episode. It took me, just to let you know, it took me four hours to write this uh, show, to write the notes for the show. And then also all the things that came along with it. This is usually the longest show of the year for select start so thank you all i hope you guys enjoyed it keep supporting us on itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher google play uh iHeartRadio. if i think i mentioned that talktimelive.com of course you know check that out and much much more this week uh jessica i was thinking about going to uh check out men in black international or shaft but i heard really bad reviews from both of them so i don't know if i'm going to do that but what i will check out this week is jessica jones the final netflix series for the marvel cinematic universe so i'm going to check that out see how this thing ends see if there's anything exciting about it and we'll talk about that more on saturday along with some other big news including the return of the boondocks yeah we gotta talk about that we want to talk about that much much soon so stick with us there and keep us growing keep us going i'm going to keep going as always thank you ladies and gentlemen on behalf of myself This is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.